start off well. So, Kat, tell Hi. me a little bit about yourself. Uh, give a short like introduction to who you are. I'm Kat. I'm primarily a director and producer, but I actually got my... I actually have two degrees in theater, so my background is mostly as an actor. And about 12 years ago, I um, got my first start working in film. I was working with students at SVA, and they were all doing their thesis films. And so I jumped on as an actor. They were my friends. So mm -hmm. I was an actor as well as what I found out later was like ADing and producing. And, um, you know, cut to a few films later, uh, I started actually putting myself out there as an AD. And I moved from short project to short project and then eventually was working on big features with some pretty big name talent and mm -hmm. just started uh, working my way through yeah, features, shorts, music videos, web series, um, the commercials. Yeah, yeah. The and long climb. It was, uh, it started to take a toll on me. I, um, you know, you're working 15, 16, 18, sometimes 20 hours a day as an AD on indie short films. And um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that that role specifically too requires so much energy. <laughs> you have to be on your feet at all times. At can all you, times. Can and you it's... like break down a little bit what Absolutely. AD is for like just people that don't even so, know that acronym? As the AD, you're the first assistant director. So you are working primarily with the director and the DP under the producer or if you're lucky, you have a UPM, a production manager or a line producer. So you come on during pre-production you come on like i ideally i like to be on board if it's a feature i like mm -hmm. to be on board a month before um but honestly i'll take two weeks <laughs> and for a short film you get like a day or two of prep yeah. and you're building schedules you're um creating all the the cast contact and crew information i mean usually these things would get done by um other departments if they have the budget for it but on a lot of indie films, you're you're doing all of that work. So you're contacting everybody. You're um, reworking the schedule constantly. You're working with the DP to make sure that the shot list fits into that schedule. You're working with the director to make sure that they've got every single element they need. So you're communicating with every single department to make sure they have everything they need in place so that the minute we arrive on set and it's go time, it's all there. Mm -hmm. And that's... That's pretty stressful, you know, when yeah. a lot a lot of people that for the, for all of those moving parts, I like to think of myself as like it's like a stage manager in theater, but for film only you know, it's like a lot more money and a lot less time and um a way less prep work, you know, in in the theater world, you're you're with these people for weeks rehearsing as the stage manager. You're watching their every move. You're you get to know every single detail. Uh, the AD, you're like thrown in usually at the last minute, like, oh yeah, we need an AD. Um, That's probably a great example to what happened with the both of us. Although <laughs> I mentioned it to you uh, for, for Devin's music video. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned all those things that an AD does, and sometimes when the budget doesn't even allow for an AD, right? Like a person like me, a director, just handles all that Absolutely. while handling the production mm-hmm. and trying to manage everything else. Yeah. And that's why that's what the beautiful benefit is of having like uh, that budget to expand the crew. So then these responsibilities are better delegated, especially with like people that are experienced in that role. Mm-hmm. Huge difference, you know, if you get someone that's like uh, amateur and I would say you are legit. Like you, I love <laughs> I love working with you in any aspect. Um, but when I brought you onto the music video as an AD, for sure, you brought on that skill set. Uh, you were on set on time and then you mm-hmm. were just paying attention to the schedule, switching shots around to ensure that we covered like the most important things. Mm-hmm. Um, all that is super crucial. Uh, and again, I appreciate you for coming on to that project. Thank you so much. It looks beautiful, by <laughs> it was the way. A, it was a great project. I can't it was wait really to see weird. It. it was really fun. Yeah. COVID, a little party. Yeah. You know, vintage bar. It was I kind know. Of I like, miss parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of made me miss those. Uh, and I was never really a bar person either. But um. But I was like, I want to be in a bar partying right now. Yeah. And, but I'll take it on set. That's fine. <laughs> on set. 70s vibes, too. So, yeah. you know, these people kind of came with their afros and yeah. and the whole look. Um. But no, yeah. Yeah. As a director who handles his productions predominantly uh, solo just due to the restraints of things, um, yeah, there's a huge respect to just every crew member, you know, every crew member that you can Mm -hmm. try and get on board, specifically the AD, which is the the right hand Mm -hmm. woman, 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 (laughs) woman. Go boy, yeah. How about that, though? How's that, like, experience for you being um, just a, a female part of these productions, like a female director? How's that landscape? Yeah, um, so I've I've had my fair share of ups and downs as a female filmmaker. Um, in as a director, it's always been fantastic because you have a lot more control as a director on who totally, you want to work with. Totally, totally. And all you. Um, at the, you know, as much as I really advocate for women in film and really want to work with an all fe- female film crew, at the end of the day, I just want to work with whoever's gonna work with me the best you know I, I want to work with the best people um however as an ad <laughs> sometimes being the only woman on set has has definitely been interesting um you have a very I've, you have a very commanding tone i'll yeah, tell you that you know i know just experiencing I sound so sweet it. right now right you but, sound very sweet but when you're on set like you have oh no, such a presence I, I don't give a shit when i'm exactly. on set it's like we got to get the job done you, you know? can't but give I, a shit but <laughs> but I, <laughs> you got to be like Fuck. but also i like to tell myself and this is what i i you know really pride myself on when i'm um, interviewing for jobs as an ad i i do tell people i i, I think i'm the nicest ad you'll ever work with um the sets I run are kind. The mm-hmm. sets I run are, they run smooth, they're efficient, they get the job done, usually on time, if not before time. And I don't I don't believe in being cruel. You know, I've, I've worked under ADs that are just absolute assholes, you know, and there's yeah. just no, there's no room for that. We're making art people, you know? It's At the like, end of the day, relax. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not a war. <laughs> exactly. Although it feels that way sometimes, sometimes on it set. Does. Or like the, if you're, you know, making a war film, <laughs> if you're making a war film, I mean, it'll feel like a hey, battle. It's gonna feel, yeah, for sure. But um, uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, as as an AD, I mean, I I once was screamed at, like in my face, in front of the actors, in front of the crew. I had a male director. Yeah, he was the director, the writer, the producer, and the lead actor. Ooh, you know that's a that's a lot of jobs right there. That's a lot going for on. someone that is not really that great at. One of those individually, you know, and he jack just, of all trades, master of none. Exactly, and and I love that motto. 
as much as the f- the film was really great, which, you know, there's the annoying stab, you know, the film actually turned out really well, but he, in front of everyone, screamed at me because, you know, we were trying to fit five locations into one day and shoot a ridiculous amount of pages. And, you know, we were literally fighting, fighting daylight. And I was like, we have to move on. We have like three more locations that we have to get to today. And he just wasn't understanding. Right there in front of everyone screamed that I was fired. You know, and I was like, this fucking shoot would not happen if it wasn't for me right now. Like we're, we're making this happen because of me. And so I stepped off of the set. I, you know, took my, took my 10 minutes just by myself behind a van where no one could see me. It's always a van. <laughs> always a, always a van. an unmarked white van. And uh, I just, I, I took 10 minutes to like calm myself down because I didn't want to scream back at him. He came over to me and I told him straight out, like, you don't ever speak to someone, me or any other human being that you are employing on your film set like that ever again. And here's the kicker. Guess how much I was being paid to be on that set? $100 a day. Like ridiculous amount of money. What sort of abuse? I know. Some people have I no know. sense of like no, sincerity I know. and decency. It was, it was just this huge sense of like entitlement that he had. Uh-huh. And, There's and an that ego was that it. comes I, with being mm-hmm. a director, you know? And yeah. Everyone and, handles that ego differently. And so I, I laid it out to him and I... I kind of like mothered him right there. I was like, don't you ever speak to anyone like that again. And for the rest of the shoot, he was fine. But, you know, I think he was a little scared of me after that. Yeah, you got to scold people sometimes. You honestly yeah. reminded me of um, my friend and DP I worked closely with, Sid, who was mm. on Devin. Like, oh, he experienced yeah. something like that too. And Sid is the one of the hardest workers that I know, you know. Um, and he experienced that on set where he was yelled at uh, by the these directors. I think it was like two directors, man and woman, and they were older. It's not a good way to create Mm-mm. a good environment. Nope. I mean, especially if everyone sees that, they're not going to be like, wow, that director is great. He's we're awesome. Like, I-, I love working with this guy. Hire no, him like, again. This guy's fucked up. Why is he <laughs> yelling at her like that? This is a weird set. You're going to create a weird vibe, yeah. a weird mood immediately. And that's as and strange that, that doesn't That's why click. I walked away from the situation as well. Because I was yeah, like, first of, all, back, right? first of all, I knew I wasn't fired. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. like, come on. What kind of bullshit is that? I right? know. That's real, what the only, the director could really just do that shit. Right. Like, you're fired, but and obviously it's like, it's, it's like, calm you down. still need me. You're not Tom Cruise. Relax. Yeah, <laughs> and even then he was doing that whole right. shout about COVID. Yeah. I think it was appropriate, you know, right? Exactly. Cruise. There was actually a, an appropriate there was re- reaction there. It. Yes, for this guy, no, Mm-mm. no. What? Because I can't stop the sun from setting, you know. And as much as I've, I have been asked, you know, like, could, could you just find more time, you know, yeah, as an buy, AD? Can you, like, I'm buy like, time? listen, Go on Amazon? that's that's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get into some other shit for so yeah, yeah. It, it must no it's it's a difficult thing i mean that's why i appreciate the whole process and i definitely have a respect and understanding to everything it's especially time everything is always considered uh on a on a time schedule mm-hmm. um and it's it's strange that some people don't process that properly like yeah, can yeah. you figure out how, how to get more time or it's like or, you know, and your your role is a difficult one, too, because you are being pressured, mm-hmm. you know, from almost all ends, you know, Every especially department. You're, you're kind yeah. of you're kind of the one who's supposed to be uh, pushing for the next thing, you know, especially yeah. if there's this overlap. So in my case, too, as a director is like, oh, we need this shot. 
it's like, oh, we're running out of time. We need to also get these things, right? It's like there has to be that conversation and yeah. assessment. But there's no there's no reasoning with like yelling and like we're, that just clouds shit up, right? right. Like there's no there's right. no progress in that. Um, that's fucked up. And you're not even getting paid to get yelled at. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, you at have least, to pay me at least five hundred, six fifty. Right. I know. A lot and that's more the than thing. Listen, also, even allow that sort of behavior. I mean, I've been on. I've been. I you know, of, of course, I've I've done the AD jobs where I've worked for free, and they've been incredible. They've been so sweet, and everybody's donating their time for as like a day be, or whatever. Sure, I I've done that, but I've also been on the commercial sets where I'm being paid seven, eight hundred a day, and I've still been treated like absolute garbage. I mean, I was I was on one I was on one commercial. It was like a three day commercial, being paid like the most money I've ever been paid in my life, you know. And the producer was just an absolute mm. dickhead, you know. And Why do you I, think that was exactly? Because just personality. I get it. He's getting he's getting uh, pressure from the client because it's commercial world, you know, and the clients like very specific on what they want, but like that that that. That should never then be passed down, you know? Like yeah. if you're the producer getting getting the shit from the client with something that's to do with what you're doing, it is your job as the producer to then figure out, put out that fire and how can we rework this? How can we, okay, the client is not happy with the way that this product is looking right now on camera. That's not my problem as the AD. So don't take that out on me. I'm not your pincushion, you know? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I was his pincushion for three days. And I kind of, after that, after that, I had already taken a step back from ADing prior to that commercial because I was making myself ill from the anxiety and from just how much stress the job is. And I was moving more towards just directing and producing anyway, but I was yeah. like, I'll take the AD jobs if they're good, if the script is good, or I, or if I know the people, or they want to pay me, you know, the most money I've ever been paid. I Probably, was like, sure, yeah. you know, you can't turn out, down a job like that because it pays you rent in a day, you know? Yeah. And um, But there's also, there's definitely also something very exhilarating about that reality, yeah. regardless of getting yelled at or potentially, or just, you know, being in a, being in a jam or something. There's definitely like, uh, some thrill in that shit, right? Yeah, For sure, because there there's is. always something happening that you have to adapt to. I know, and and this is where I don't learn my lesson as an AD, and I keep jumping. It's on like these. A, <laughs> you're like a junkie. You're just, uh, like, okay, gotta get, let's do it. Gotta get my next fix. <laughs> All this talking, he's like, oh. Wait, wait. But I actually did then after that commercial, like that was it. I was like, nope, fuck you, AD. You know, I'm not doing it anymore. That was it, and I and I did stop for maybe about a year. It's a very like, underrated role. I got to say, yeah. you know, because, uh, you know, I was in a, a recent thing I directed and I had an AD and um, it's a very un just underrated role, you know, that specifically when you're looking for the proper people. You know, some people will say like, oh, yeah, I've done AD work before, but it's really just it's not like AD. They... It's like PA or right. organizational yeah. things it's, it's like that sort of nature. Um, you know, an AD, you know, an AD when you see one, you yeah. know, on set specifically, you know, they're always present and they're always on their feet. Yeah. That's the main thing. And so now I do, I do still do it. Like as much as I'm only really producing and directing right now, I, I do still AD and I've, I've done some fantastic jobs recently that have, you know, sort of put that 
put that love back in my heart of like, mm-hmm. all right, you know what? It's it's fine. It's I'm good at this. Fun. When I'm when I'm on a good set, that's all that matters. You know, we've got good people. We can make this work, and everything kind of clicks together. And that's how it should be. It's like you're. It's a big giant jigsaw. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, I was gonna say it's supposed to be um, how I I always try to see it on set. It's supposed to be like a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and granted, families always have their little arguments and yeah. little you know. Uh, he- like butt heading, but it's it's a creative, yeah. uh, you know, job. It's a creative project that we're Absolutely. all, you know, putting our hands Especially into. Especially so. when you're spending more time with these people on set than you are with your actual family. Yeah, you're taking days away. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about that, like uh, Ipposoy yeah. put a spell on you. Like we were, we were, we away, were away in Saratoga Springs. Yeah, for, yeah that and was I, had a, I have a two-year-old at home, you know, and it's like if I'm going to be on a project like that, then it, it better be good and it, and it was it, good it, it was, was fun. so good <laughs> it was fun i don't want to mess up the chef's name chef rick chef rick chef oh. rick at that house made us a meal i mean every we were day. we were pampered we were know? pampered that, and i don't think i'll ever experience that again <laughs> i haven't eaten that well since since but, september you know yeah <laughs> it was it was amazing i mean jay and danny they brought together a great team yeah. and they created and, and such that's a good what it vibe. should be that's you know and even though I wasn't really ADing, so I mean, I was kind of doing a little bit of everything. We all were doing a little bit of everything mm-hmm. on that, you know. And that's how that's how a set really should be, you know. Everyone is is there for the right reasons. They're there to make art, make make something beautiful. And you know, you want to when you you want to leave those jobs working, wanting to work with those people again. Mm-hmm. That's always the idea. Yeah, long term relationships mm-hmm. are very important. Like, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to sort of try and yeah. And this business is all about who you know, you know, like especially directing work, like you're not really applying. It's all people refer you. you People talk. Mm -hmm. People talk. They really do. You know, when I talk about you. Yeah, it better be good. All positive. I swear to God, Juan, it better be good. (laughs) Okay, great. uh, It's hard to say any bad shit. I mean, (laughs) uh, let me try and think of something bad right now. Yeah, I'll try to think of something bad about you. Nope, got nothing. (sighs) Nope. Yeah, nothing came up. See? But then you think about that director yelling on set. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, you know what? Freaking weirdo. I mean, <laughs> Never he didn't again. Shit. Yeah, know. I will cross the road to avoid. I mean, him. I don't want to. You know, no names <laughs> mentioned. So you know, I think it's a good general sort of conversation about yeah. people in general. We can that all have relate. We, we've all had that person. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's good just to avoid ego. That's yeah. the main. And thing. you know what? That job really taught me was. You know, when you go to a job interview and they're like, "Tell us about a bad experience and how you overcame it." I'm. You know what? I have that experience, so I've I've got a good conversation you know it's it's given me f- food for a uh, a job interview yeah. so so thank food you for, sir thank you yeah you gave me a a good story to tell as a, a good horror story you definitely handle it very well <laughs> you definitely handle it very well because yeah. um it's a lot of people would either snap right then and there yeah. uh or just yeah disappear i mean dude said you're fired in a sort of such in, a dramatic in front, sense in front of like in front of everybody i mean in front of hmm, Big, big name talent as well. I mean, not A list, but big name TV yeah, people. It's just you know, and that's yeah, it's that, just that's not cool. R E S B C T. That's what should be on set. Yeah, just sure. straight respect to each individual. Yeah. Even those damn PAs doing their oh my the god, backbone, they work so hard. The backbone. I know. They're very underrated. They really are. They They do a lot of the the legwork to keep everything. And you know what? That's what I I, what I really love about in my when I work as an AD is I am very adamant when there's the budget for a body of BAs. Like 
I have my go-to people that I will hire in a heartbeat that I know I can trust with anything on set. And like I have one PA and she works, I've worked with her multiple times Mm -hmm. because she's so good. And, and that's what, I mean, that's what makes a great PA. Someone that literally is already thinking of the thing that I'm going to need, you know, right, right. before I thought of it. Not sort of having I'll this. turn around and she's got like a cup of water in her hand and she's like, you need this. You've not drunk in like four hours. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, right, how, that's right. how you like, I mean, it's different now, I think. But that's how, you know, like before you climb up the ladder, you have a hyper awareness of what's going on on yeah. set. Um, like I remember peeing too. And I don't think I was the best PA, I was more, I was a little stubborn. You know, yeah. I was definitely a little stubborn, um, but I, I think rightfully so. I remember one set where I had to like uh, wait for food to get delivered to some certain spot and I had to stay there with the food and watch over the food. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this is movie making, baby. <laughs> um, that was just one experience, but um, there's a lot of hyper awareness just like that mm-hmm. because those little subtle things just, obviously show that you care about crew you care about the people part of the project and from there it's like you're just you should be a sponge depending on what you want to do i mean did did you you said well you said you started in theater yeah i started as an actor you never got into too much production assistant work i've actually never been a production assistant yeah because you already kind of had i don't know how i avoided that (laughs) i don't know how i uh you know skipped the line there um i think this day and age it's a little easier yeah i mean you might experience it in college because of internships, but once you're out of college, right? Uh, if you That's have the like- thing, because I I never went to film school. I just did it as part of my I just did it as part of my minor, and um, that was the only time I was ever in a sort of class setting with regards to film. And I I built my minor according to what I wanted, and just kind of did my own thing. I just rolled with it. I mean, I think I saw you in class, like. A handful of times. I was in like a couple classes with you. Mm-hmm. Um, fun times. We made that Jurassic super Park fun project. Times. Oh, we, yeah, we made some great. good stuff, man. That was great. I still remember just recreating <laughs> the, Quality. the water yeah. on the dashboard. <laughs> I forget how we, were we banging in the car or something? I think so. That was cool, but we were shooting on film. Yeah. So that was pretty dope. Yeah. But I uh, I never really, I kind of just skipped straight over ever PAing because, like I said, when I first started, I was, I mean, I suppose when I was doing the student films back then, but I was, we were all, there was like five of us. We were all doing every job. Mm-hmm. I suppose one of those jobs was PAing. Sure, I was like helping clean up the set afterwards, but we all were, you know? Yeah. And so. I just thought about the puppet. The, the puppet short film. Oh, the one that I made? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I was I there. Lo- I, I, I don't forgot what I was doing. Yeah, uh, I think you were my first AC. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We were, yep. That yep. was cool. Yep. You were, you were my right-hand person, you know? You see? Yeah. See? We, it's, Play all roles. We, yeah. You see, I and think then it's very Ipisoy, important doing that. I was your first AC, so it was- It's just crazy how yeah. the world is. And then it just goes from there. Exactly. Swirling responsibilities, yeah. and that's- all important. I think it's the same thing as experiencing like regular jobs, like customer service, stuff like that, right. where you just gain like yeah. the experience and how to talk to people. And that's the thing is it makes you doing all of those jobs. There's some people that, you know, their single track is like to only do like, yeah, sure. Directing like the only job is directing. And but they've never been a first AD. They've never been an actor. They've never been a camera assistant. Yeah, you know, it's like any of these like other roles. I've, I've to... done all of those positions in, especially coming from a big theater background, a big breaking down the character and really getting into that world. You know, that's, that's the world I come from. And I think that's what, 
you know, not to toot my own horn here, but I think that's what really makes me excel as a director because I'm I'm able to see it from every aspect and mostly from that AD aspect. It's like I'm I'm hyper aware of time time management and you know like you know what we're not gonna have time for that shot so let's not even bother shot listing it you know and uh toot and, your horn yeah, cat i'm gonna toot my horn i mean who else toot is tooting my horn. horn nobody else is tooting it for me so yeah <laughs> steve i mean occasionally <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean that's very important too you mm-hmm. have to toot your own horn you do because uh it goes back to that saying like if you don't believe in yourself who will so it's like just supporting mm-hmm. yourself giving yourself those pats on the back for those small wins, you know, every time you finish a project perfectly or right, or, you know, just on time or whatever, like it's important to it toot really your own is. horn. You it know? really is. That's and where the, that's where you can get dangerous with ego, where you yeah. become yelling director. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fine line, Christine right? AD, like, there's a fine, you have to figure out the balance. <laughs> where but where it's does there. toot your own horn come in? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's there. The balance <laughs> is there somewhere. You find it within. You do. You do. But I mean, as much as, you support everybody else. You know, there is that saying, you know, that it doesn't cost you anything while you're not working to support other people, you know, or whatever the saying is, you know, that while you're not busy, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to just be super supportive of everybody else. There's, there's no room in this industry for bitterness or jealousy or envy. Like, of course, you know, there's people that I, I wish I had their career, you know, but it's not that I wish I had their career. It's just... I'm so inspired by them that, okay, great, in five years' time, that's where I want to be, you mm-hmm. know? But in the meantime, while I'm busy in, you know, supporting them and in enjoying their work, I think it's, uh, you know, I might as well toot my own horn as well while I'm tooting theirs. <laughs> we should all be tooting our horns, you know? <laughs> we got to be tooting each other's horns, man. Toot, toot, toot. <laughs> we got to be tooting each other's horns. Um, so is it, is it Broadway and like plays that got you into sort of the, the medium, uh, or was into it film? films like movies that got you into it? That got me into theater in the first place or into film? Into film. Because um, you started in theater, but then yeah, you started well, going It's towards... funny because when I was, so I started out as, um, an actor in, in England. I was- in, Keep elaborating. Yeah, yeah. When I was in England, I was either um, in rehearsals for a musical or I would be in rehearsals for a play or, you know, anything. I was I was just constantly working as an actor. But I never, I never had this desire to try film. And then I came to America and went to drama school. And again, it was all theater, theater, theater. You know, we would do a film class once a week or whatever and it was all on camera like how to be in commercials or whatever and um, Hmm. nothing to do with filmmaking until I actually started dating a filmmaker and that's where my transit and I I did a few things here and there as an actor on film and I just I would I would look at the crew as I was sitting there in my position and I'd just be like, I don't, I don't want to be sitting here. I want to be the other side of the camera, <laughs> which as an actor, like that was all I knew was how to be an actor. It was so yeah, strange to me stage. that like, because when I'm on stage, I don't, I don't want to be the other side. Even though I do direct theater, I, I direct a lot of children's theater and I love that. I absolutely love it. But 
I don't want to be the lighting designer. I don't want to be the stage manager. I don't want to be the producer of theater. Yeah, I, w- I want to be on stage. If I'm doing theater, I want to be on stage, you know? But with film, I do not want to be on camera. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, you're filming this right now. And I'm like, just, just yeah. hide me. You know, There's you can, you can blur me presence. out. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. The whole sit down, you're going to have the blurred face. Yeah, please. You know, like the... um, <laughs> but and that's how I that's how I knew that I was meant to be working behind the scenes, behind the camera as whatever position it was. Mm-hmm. I I just as an actor, it just didn't satisfy that part of me. And, uh, and I started drifting away from, I started drifting away from acting and I, I do things here and there, you know, I'll, sure, if someone's doing a reading, I'll be an actor. I, you know, I've been called in last minute to, you know, be in a Greek tragedy or something. Sure, I'll do it. Of course, you know, and I love being on stage. Is there something in particular you like being a part of? Like you said, um, Greek tragedy. Is there like a world you sort of like to? I think. Uh, I, I mean, I absolutely love like farce comedy. I farce comedy. Yeah. Like crazy comedy. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. Like slapstick humor, like, like crazy. someone's coming in the door, someone's leaving the door. And then that person like, you know, f- like noises off kind of thing. Like, These are nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And just anything that's a little absurdist. I love. I and, just watched, um, I don't know. This feels like it's a good example because it's directed by Adam McKay, who's really absurd. Like, if you remember Anchorman, that's just, mm-hmm. like, silly oh, shit. Yes. Um, I just saw the other guys again oh, the I other day. Oh, so, so silly. It's so like a huge satire on action movies. on stage. And... That's what I love. I, lo- I mean, that's of, fun. of course, that's I fun. love the big heavy dramas and whatever, but comedy is a skill. And mm-hmm. I tried to fight it for the longest time that, like, no, I'm a dramatic actor. You know, it's like... I'm Shakespearean, damn it. But actually, the the most fun I've had is playing the stupid comedy roles in Shakespeare, you yeah. know. <laughs> and that's just my personality. I'm like I'm 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 stupid half the time. I'm like dumb. I'm very, I, I, very I'm, much. Yeah, I'm. I can't agree. No, imagine. <laughs> no, yeah, I would say like you're very fun to be around. Yeah, you have a very like light spirited sort of approach to yeah, just t- I, like talk. Like we joke all the time. Life's too short, man. You know, that's you just gotta have fun. You just gotta have fun, and so can't be too serious. That's I I love that, and I love I you know I love musical theater. I love fun things. I mean, I think you've seen me in a couple shows, you know, like Hairspray, mm-hmm. one of the most fun things ever because it's just, it's so fun. <laughs> I know. I know. I really liked Hairspray. Yeah, That's just good. thanks to my mom that I really do know like some of these, uh, yeah. some of these plays specifically. Uh, it's, it's not funny, but um, Phantom of the Opera, it could be funny. I if you're could, fucked you up, know, if you, yeah. it could be. You see it a different perspective. Uh, Le Miz, like she thinks to her is kind of, I have a little understanding of at least the yeah. mainstream sort of plays. No, Hairspray, I remember that's, like that yeah. was good. Little Shop of Horror. Oh God, that's really my favorite. Too. So absurd. Yeah. yeah. And that was actually one of the first films that I really remember as a child that I was obsessed with. Uh, I was obsessed with every detail of that film and I would rent it out all the time from the video store. Um, and I was probably like seven or something, mm. you know, I was so young and I, I and just, the movie format. Oh, yeah, it was just oh cool. So it's like a combination so, of both yeah, worlds. It was the theater and everything about it was perfection. You know, Steve Martin was absolute perfection, and I was like, this. Well, I haven't seen this it. film. Is everything that I want in life, and so I've worked oh, on. Shit. I've worked the on the actual musical a, a handful of times, you know. But 
yeah, it's that, just that to me is like perfect. Yes, it's per- perfection. <laughs> is there any other movies that like stuck with you? Yeah. As, as, as a child. Like Absolutely. That. Like things that really have shaped who I am as a person, um, aside from Little Shop of Horrors. But uh, when I was probably around the same age is when the original It came out. Mm-hmm. And my mom let me watch it. I mean, my, I would cool. watch horror with my mom. That's a cool mom. I watched sci-fi with my mom. We grew up watching like Star Trek. and Oh, you'll grow up kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Stargate. Getting exposed to all that. Doctor <laughs> Who. Especially, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Um, Twilight Zone. I mean, my mom is a huge sci-fi nerd. Sick. <laughs> Um, I love sci-fi. And so, yeah. I, I, love, I like just living in that it's, sort of outside of reality world. Yeah. And I don't need the crazy, crazy sci-fi like in different planets with aliens. I love the sci-fi that's close to home, which is what I love about the Twilight Zone because it's it's just that mind-bending sort of sci-fi, you know, mm-hmm. or even certain episodes of Doctor Who that would feel very realistic and but yet there's something a little off you know and that's what I love so much about Black Mirror right the I was sci- going to mention the sci-fi that that's like so the modern sci- Twilight yeah. Zone mm-hmm. yeah any favorite so, episodes from that I mean that series oh, had so many so many gems 100% uh, do, you, do you remember the episode just to bring up the one that um, basically you could just filter people out uh, yeah I think it was done with the nosedive? mother was it nosedive yeah I don't know the titles Um. well th- well there was the There's one with the, the mother where she was like filtering out things from her daughter and she was like oh, watching over. Oh, yes. And she's got the chip. The, yeah, the, the chip yeah. in her oh, head Oh, that's so shit. good. That's so good. Uh, but my favorite episode, my ugh, my favorite episode is um, Be Right Back. And mm, me. it's the one where the woman loses her husband. He dies in a car crash. Oh, and okay. they deliver yep. a life-size doll from, of him. From his arm. Yep. And shit. his all of his voice and everything all comes from text messages, emails, uh, social media presence. And and then she banishes him to the attic because she can't get rid of him. And it's just, oh, that, Creepy, oh, eerie. it's just. We're, we're only a few steps away from something like that, only to a be few. honest. Yeah. Only I mean, a few I reckon baby like steps. next year, you know. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah. I mean, every year is so crazy. We don't know what, what But what that's my it. that's my favorite episode. Um, but yeah, I you know aside from it which is what had put the the horror in me i that's I'm a cool a huge, mom yo to, i'm a huge horror nerd yeah sci-fi horror that's like my jam and uh but also i i as soon as terminator 2 came out that was it i was i was probably like i don't even remember what year it came out um but i was, was 80s, somewhere it, i think it was like 90 or something like 1990 or something yeah yeah. 91 i don't even know um i was so i was like what like eight or nine and edward furlong was just like the hottest 12 year old ever in a film you know and it was like that was it dreamboat Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) i mean aside from the fact that there was also like cyborgs and stuff which was super cool yeah 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 and like the end of of the world which was also really cool and Sarah Connor, who was just like the most badass, like badass female role model. Fucking, yeah, kick ass. Yeah, but I mean, the T-1000, I mean, still to this day, is like one of the most terrifying villains in the world. And yeah. so that film, again, there was like, it was always on repeat. And that, that That's the movie where, uh, just the T-1000, where, where he's literally 
Uh, yeah, like he's made of like metal. Yeah, liquid sort. metal. Yeah. yeah, that movie in itself too was pretty revolutionary with what they did with Incredible. just the special effects. I mean, James Cameron is a psychopath. Still to this day, a talented it's, psychopath. It's still to this day it holds up, you know. And I say the same for Alien. I, yeah, you know, Alien. Yeah. I, I saw pretty recently, like two two years ago. Um, you know, considering how old it is, it's terrifying. It's so awesome. Just yeah. what they were still able to do with just like the, it's the gorgeous. special effects. It's gorgeous, and, but like, it's scary. It's really scary. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. And uh, and they don't make films like that anymore, you know? And It's so, so quick cut now. It's so gross nowadays, to yeah. be honest. But that's what I grew up on, that. And then, uh, I don't know if you know Train Spotting, but that was... Uh, From My Silence. I guess that's, you could assume, yeah. Unfortunately. That, that film is like, uh, I guess what put sort of if if I you know grew up on horror with it, uh, musical theater with Little Shop of Horrors, sci-fi with Terminator Two, for the human condition, it was Train Spotting, and that film is all about like the drug problems in the eighties in Scotland, and um, <laughs> I mean it's both hilarious and depressing and beautiful. It's it's just a gorgeous masterpiece of a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ewan McGregor was like the hottest guy in the world, you know? So, it, it, you know, yeah, getting to see him with no shirt on, I mean, of course, it's great. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. <laughs> it was a great it's, film as well, you know? But that's one of the, that's, it's, it's nice when they put a bit of eye candy in there, yeah, you know? Something yeah. Like yeah. It's cool how the, the stars yeah. sort of keep going. Uh, throughout the years and change up during the right. decades. I know. It's Do weird feel... now to see him in like Star Wars, you know, as yeah. this like older man. And I'm like, yeah. I remember you when you were in train spotting. You were so young. I know. I mean, it, that's one of the things in life that depresses me a little bit. Just time. Yeah. Just like being able to look back. Well, you and know, like, as an AD, I'm actually starting to like figure out how to get more time. So, you know, you just let me know if you need some and I'll whip it up. You do a lot of managing of time. Yeah. I do yeah. a lot of just like looking at time. I know, time if only and... I could actually manage my time, you know, and like. <laughs> well, you don't manage your, your time, just you, oh. you manage a lot of other people's Life. time. Yeah. Yeah. You're always just managing time as an AD. Always. You are like a time It keeper. never turns off. Never yeah. turns off. No, you, scary, should, you should see my thing. like daily planner, you know, it's like everything's like, okay, I have like 30 minutes to do this and, that, and I'm like, stop, cat, you don't have to AD your life. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> that's a that's a good idea on a shirt. Yeah. You don't have to AD your life. That's not the back, but you do. But you do. <laughs> yeah, that's like definitely more like people like what does AD stand for? Um, <laughs> sounds like a wild trip. Yeah. As a kid, man, that's really cool that you got exposed know, to like really, was, really cinematic pieces. I, of, I, I do think about that. You know, I I think about the things that I would watch with my mom and. Like watching, we grew up, we watched a lot of Stephen King together. Um, she wouldn't let me watch Pet Cemetery. Yeah, mm. it was maybe, that was too maybe far. too far, you know, too far. animatronic animals, animals coming yeah. out of the grave. You know, that was too far. That's um, too close to home. But Do you that, guys have cats or something? You had absolutely. Pets? We oh, had a lot yeah. of pets. And so I get it. Work. You know, she doesn't want to see, you know, a little, <laughs> yeah. little kitty cat coming out of the grave. It might yeah. scare me, you know? Yeah. Was she easily scared herself? Like My watching mom? these no. things? Like, no. She was just, no. she would just eat but it But she up. wouldn't let me watch certain ones that involved animals because I'm a big animal person. Um, so you got into uh, Kubrick a little bit, uh, yeah, like little The Shining, bit. Yeah. but not oh, at yeah. a young age in terms of like Clockwork Orange. Uh, you ever oh, no. See? I watched Clockwork Orange as a child oh, that's because my, my – I saw I it when I was 14 alone, but not through the – I think I was younger than that because uh, I remember 
I, uh, I actually owned the DVD as well when that came out, but I watched that when I was, when I was pretty young. Um, my mom told me about how, I, I think, I don't know if I'm, uh, it was either Clockwork Orange or The Exorcist. I remember my mom told me a story about how she snuck out of school to go watch the opening day of, it was one of those. Yeah. I mean, she saw both of them at the cinema, you know, as yeah. like a 15-year-old really cool. or whatever. Crazy. I heard it got banned, right? Clock oh, yeah. Because it was just yeah. way too much I mean, ultraviolence. Ultraviolence, yeah. But Which is, well, how do you feel about- It's just a masterpiece of a film. It is a masterpiece. It's, it's a- You know, literally two days ago- It's a great character study. Two days ago, I was, I was sitting right where you are. And for some reason, I could not get the opening theme song out of my head. The opening music- of Clockwork Orange is still like one of the most gorgeously written pieces. It's oh, like a weird. It's just stunning. It's very, yeah. it's like very haunting. And it and puts you still, right there. You're like, uh -huh. I got it. I, yeah, yeah. It's a cool world. It's a cool world. Yeah. You know, based on that book that was, I tried to read some of it and it felt almost impossible due to yeah. the, just like that slang that was like a mixture of languages or some shit. Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. But the the movie is so well put together. So well. So well put together, but. How, how do you feel about, because um, I have my opinion about this too, like violence in movies, do you think at a young age, exp getting exposed to it at a young age, do you think it influences people's behavior? Um, you know, I watched a lot of violence when I was a kid. I watched Reservoir Dogs when I was a child. I watched Pulp Fiction. I mean, Pulp Fiction, I knew every word to when I was like 12. Um, you know, it, things like that. I, But I mean, look at me now. I'm so well balanced. I saw you beating up your husband. Shh, 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 shh. All right, yeah, I'm sorry. You can cut that part out. Right? I'll cut that out. Yeah, okay. I'll cut that out. Um, no, yeah, you're pretty chill. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty chill. I I don't know. I think I think it's all balance. You know, in in the same way that you know you can play violent video games as a child and it not affect you. And I know that it's all deep down. It's like chemistry in your brain. But I think. If you're, you know, if you have a balanced and loving home and family and environment and friends and what you, you know, your conditioning forces as a human um, and, and you understand that this is just make believe, some people don't know how to turn that off. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's the tricky thing. Because some, some movies are like yeah. where it's okay to be influenced by it, like uh, yeah. Spider-Man. You go out of the theater like, <laughs> Yeah. Right. You know, so right. some people buy into so, that imagination. And that's the thing. Like some, yes, of course, some films do inspire you to be a better person as well. And mm -hmm. that's the beauty and the incredible, you know, that that's the incredible thing about art is it is there to like, sure, it's nice to look at, but it also is there to inspire, you know, always, and always. whether you love it or hate it, it's, it's having an effect on you. I mean, heck, I love it if someone hates something that I do to have that visceral reaction that wow I I, yeah, I made you hate something great let's talk about it you know um some people can't talk about it some people are just yeah. haters some people yeah, can't some, dissect and they just don't know what it is they just don't communicate like communicate why you right know? and that's fine too like the fact that someone has a reaction at all to something you do in the same way that we all have a reaction to like foods you know nobody's like dissecting like what is it about that food that why don't you like that food? you should like that food that food is a masterpiece you know no i don't like mushrooms end of story okay. you know fine. it's fine <laughs> yeah opinions opinions yeah and i i don't know i think violence in in films violence in i i don't have a problem if it's there for the story. There is, of course, there's, you know, there's 
there is violence, unnecessary violence sometimes, or people will write it in to sort of satisfy something within themselves, you know, that they're, but it's like. You can feel that too when you watch a movie, like anything unmotivated you'll feel. I was reading um, a Facebook post on one of the groups that I'm in that's for female filmmakers. And, um, And she actually turned down a job recently because the film was very misogynistic. And in the end of the film, there was an unnecessary rape at the end of the film for the only female character in it. And she she was having a hard time how, when they asked her like, what is it that you're turning the job down? Like, is there is there something that, you know, please let us know, you know? And the fact that they had to ask, it's like, guys. Yeah. Why? Why is there this unnecessary why to fulfill some sort of fantasy for yourself? No, you know, that's when it's not right, you know, and I guess that's where some people had yeah, a huge issue with Clockwork Orange. You know, it's there is a there is there is a lot of what could be seen as unnecessary violence. violence, It's like glorifying it, but not at the same time because of the the transition that they try and showcase the, the, the character Alex go through. But then it's like, I think the the driving message is like, can you really change somebody by right. force? Can you really change somebody right. by force? Because that was the whole thing. He got taken in and they were sort of trying to brainwash him yeah. to believe certain things that just wasn't ingrained in, in his own character. Um, but, but it's overall, yeah, a pretty violent movie. So yeah. I guess you have to showcase um But I did well. Things. I did well. I've, I've seen it multiple yeah. times. I'm doing fine. You're doing fine. I'm doing You're fine. doing fine. Yeah. I mean, there's like there's like more intense movies where uh no, I want to say American Psycho is more intense, but the book is more intense mm. and that's yeah. that's following a serial killer. Yeah. I read the book. Uh my uncle said a little concerning that this is like his favorite book. I think he's obviously like enjoying the satirical aspect of it. Right, but like right. at the time when I read, it, I was like, "This is his favorite book. What is this about?" Oh, he's like, "Fucking this." It gets it's 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 a very dark thing. I um, haven't read the book. I'm presuming it goes much yeah, further than the film. You don't have to. Yeah, the the film is pretty sufficient. Um, yeah, it's just it's the writer. Some just got deep into this like killer's head, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's weird being in it. It's it's yeah. just from his perspective, so you just get to hear and see all this d- additional yeah. dialogue, you know, you know, from the movie, and all the other actions that weren't included in the movie for, for a good reason. Um, I wonder if they were put into the Broadway musical. <laughs> um, <laughs> Somehow, I mean, it. I picture you know some. Well, in the book, he was fucking a severed head. You know, ah, I just well, put, yeah. So in the musical, you know, that could be interesting. Let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> you know, that could be some weird sort of interesting moment in the yeah. musical. Um, there's just like these weird, like crazy moments that obviously just wouldn't translate probably well yeah. to to the film. But that was directed by uh, American Psycho was directed by a woman. Yeah, it's. A, um, I mean, it's a great film. And it's the. I think the, it's a great film. The reason, yeah, I think the reason why I like it is because it's it's gotten this uh, the perspective mm-hmm. of the character really like perfectly like honed in, and it's it's got a different touch to it. That mm-hmm. I don't know if a man would have been able to do. I think it would have been more maybe. It's a beautiful I don't know. film. Yeah, you know, it's really it's... well done, really poignant, and like, uh, you know, I don't want to be too complimentary of like a serial killer movie, really, but it, it was like super well done. Yeah. But here I am too, you know. That's one of my You're favorite fine. movies. I'm fine. You're fine. I take different things away from movies. Yeah. From that movie, I actually take away a, a certain thing: confidence. Confidence is kind of key. And a good business to- card. That's... And a solid business card. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's your business card like? Let me see it. Uh, I have actually run out of business cards because it. so many people wanted them. So, oh. but I do have a good business card, and maybe I'll find one for you later. Yeah. If yeah. I've if I've got one knocking around somewhere, you know. Would you recommend 
people to have uh, nowadays is so a different. Business card? Instagram, Absolutely. all this oh, stuff. What? To have a good business card? To have just a business 100%, card in general. Yeah. I was actually in um, a career coaching class last week. This like um, little, like, you know, three day, three day workshop last week. And that was one of the things they said was like, never not have a business card. Because too often, you know, we'll put like, oh, I'll follow you on Instagram. And it's like, I've then forgotten what that person, maybe mm -hmm. their their handle is not what their name is or something. And Or you'd even jot it down and now it's a kind of deleted. Exactly. Like, oh, or like people have put their number into my phone and I'm like, yeah, but whereas a good business card, I will, I mean, I'm, I'm one of these people that when I go to, you know, back in the olden days when we used to get to go to networking events um, and film oh, festivals man. in mm -hmm. person. Oh, I miss those. Oh. Damn you, COVID. Oh. Let's have a moment of silence for COVID. No, I'm just kidding. Go on. Uh, <laughs> I would always, on my business card, if someone was like, oh, let me get your info, I would actually write on my card where they met me. I'd be like, at, you know, blah, 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 Mixer on this date. So that when they email me back in the future, you know, they have that as a reference. When someone gives me their business card, I'll write on it, you know, met at blah, 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 film festival, you know? It's just, it's really important. And again, it's, I've I've seen some people's business cards where the only information on their business card was their website. And it's like, what, what, where's your phone number? Where's, how am I, I have to go to your website to find your phone number or go to your website to find your email? No, I'm sorry, no. Yeah. Like put your information on there. What are you? What do you do? How can I get in touch with you like right now? And something that something that I'll remember you by, you know, yeah, like a full I, solid thing to refer to. My business card on the one side, I have like 50 different designs. I use moo.com. Um, this is not sponsored. <laughs> I use moo.com um, because you can choose like up to 50 different images. But yeah, a business card should definitely just be a point of reference and a solid point of reference. Like when you hold it, you're like, mm -hmm. damn, this this person is serious. This yeah. person's sort of like, even if it's subconscious, you're yeah. not going to say it to yourself like, damn, this person's serious. But you know what I mean? The quality. Yeah. So you you went to Moo. I use Moo. Yeah, Moo. I use Moo because, you know, you you can have, you don't have to just have that one image and you're stuck with it, you know, like if you're printing them at Staples or whatever. And of course, like each to their own, you know, some people's budgets, whatever, but Moo's not even expensive. Um, and so I like to put like on, on the one side, like I'll put different stills or like posters from films that I've worked on or like just cool artwork or something that's a talking point. And, you know, I hand somebody a business card or I'll let people choose like, hey, like just pick a card, you know, and they'll pick one that they're drawn to and then be like, what is this? And I'll be like, that's just, you know, that's a that's a cool shot from a play that I did back in 2010, you know, something like that. So, you know, I it's part of your personality. It's part of your branding. It's part of your, like, your business. Your, this is this is all we have sometimes as for our business, you know? Yeah. We don't have big fancy offices in Times Square, you know? We have a fucking business card. That's it. Yeah, you know? and you have to try and, and hone it in, right. the quality of what you're right. trying if, to present. If, to if someone never... can't look at your work right now online, like, you know, open open your reel up or look at your YouTube page or whatever or your website, what can you give them right now in your hand like give them something beautiful, and yeah, I take pride in that. I think it's it's really important, and you know, I hope people, ne you know, as they're coming into the film industry now, remember the importance of having a business card. 
Yeah, and yeah, definitely. And I'm glad that um, yeah. and you know I think we just have to really quickly thank uh, Patrick Bateman to you know for, exactly for thank having you. that yes. scene involved yeah. there. You know with the business cards. How, how embossed do you want it to be? That's up to you. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too. I, I gotta have it bone. Yes. The color just bone, a little yeah. off white. Little off white. Little off white. <laughs> I could do a pretty good chop, by the way. Little off white. I'm gonna have the best card, cat. Listen, cat. I'm gonna get the best card. A hundred cards, cat. We're gonna have a big event, the biggest one you've ever seen, cat. Two hundred. Two hundred cats. Two hundred cats. cats. Cards. <laughs> uh, no, That's if there's two hundred cats, I'm there. That's a dope. I am event. right there. Yeah, That's you a got screening. me. I'm sold. <laughs> it's fun. Your cats are like running around. I'm like, yeah. I'm jealous. Listen, I'm, I'm going to be the person that makes one day my masterpiece is going to be a, the cat lady film, you know? So I'm I'm working my way up there. There's going to be cats everywhere in that film. The cat lady film. Yeah, like the, how she became the, the cat lady. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Damn. Usually it's uh, not the most uh, happy enlightening narrative, yeah. right? Because for someone to end up as the, the cat lady, a lot of betrayal, mm. Yeah, every, every neighborhood has got a cat lady, you know. Yeah. So, how does it happen? Yeah, how does how it does happen? It, I remember a, a friend secrets. in the Heights, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've been studying this, huh? I, uh, no, not no. at all. Not yet. <laughs> Your binders. I'm studying it by being the cat lady. <laughs> Holy shit. That's not method acting. That's like method directing That's just or some shit. Method living. Method living. Yeah. 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 Two cats. <laughs> Two what are your cats names again? Uh, Mrs. Meow and the kitten. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very <laughs> cat names. <laughs> Mrs. Meow, and really the kitten? The kitten. Or so when you call, just sometimes Z, you know. Oh shit, that's yeah. pretty loose. Yeah. That's pretty loose. Hey Z. Yeah, they seem yeah. really sweet. My landlord um, doesn't want any pets. Well, uh, and I don't think she's gonna see this. That's but, you so know, cool. Cat, yeah, it's very cool. But I think you know, cats very low uh, yeah. responsibility. So me and my roommate were saying like, oh, maybe you know, maybe how would she? Just how would one, she know? Just one cat. She won't know. How would she know? You she know. Won't know. It's just that the, the litter box, right? And like the additional things like yeah. that you have to keep up. And, the meowing. Uh, and the, yeah. <laughs> that's excusable because we're really noisy. Yeah, there so you go. So maybe one of us just. Yeah, and practicing their voiceover skills, you know. Yeah, for you know. A cat commercial. We just have to be weird around her. Like when we yeah. step outside, we're like, oh, hey. Her name is a, oh, I'm not going to say her name actually. Just like, oh, hey. like meow. Just yeah. say a meow yeah. really quick just to be like, oh, this guy's weird. <laughs> right. So then it makes Whoa, sense for you Stay away from him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just kind of let her. You know, yeah. Steer away from us. You got us. this. You got this. There's a plan, cat. There's a plan. I've always wanted a pet, and since I've moved out now, it's like uh, just the the fact that I like it's not possible it hurts a little bit. Yeah. Because I think it's hurt. a nice. I think it's a nice um, thing to have just to yeah. provide a little positivity. You know, especially if you're down to dumps in terms of you know, anything. Just grab that on. cat and give it a big cuddle. Yeah. Cat doesn't want to be cuddled, but you cuddle it anyway. You know. Yeah. Sounds like scratches. Yeah. Gone bit. I've gone bit by a cat before. It's I mean, who hasn't? Natty. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, some some cats just don't bite. Some cats don't bite. You know. So uh, this one cat was just feisty, and I thought, you know, I could be like the cat whisperer. Yeah. You I can't. I could just, no. There's there's no whispering to a cat. There's no. Yeah. There's. I don't know why. I, you know. I had that. Sense. Some people just have that feeling too. Like, oh, like, don't worry. Watch this. Yeah. Watch this. And the cat yeah. fucking like. My meow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But anyway. Uh. Yeah. No. That's. I'm glad we spoke about this because I don't have business cards and I haven't had some for a you while. Need one. Well, I had some for when I was under mm-hmm. I seven eight, and then since leaving the company, there it's a nice stack of like you know these things costed like fifty to eighty dollars or whatever the fuck yeah. it costed. I still have like fifty cards in there. You know what they're good for? 
Fire? Fire kindling, yes. Fire kindling, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a fireplace. Um, Listen, I got a fire pit. You can come over anytime, you know. That would be great. I wonder burn what, our memories. That's yes. that's some quality paper, so I think the burn would go nice and long, I think it would look right? real good, yeah. It's like 50 cards, Kat. Oh, that's I some good kindling. I only gave out a few. Yeah. And I was very, like, same way you, you were sort of saying about, like, incorporating personality, I was very, like, keen on how this card would look. It's got rounded edges. Oh, oh so you don't want to hurt anyone. That's they nice. They don't want to hurt people. Yeah. You know, you put it in the wallet. Just in case it hits your head. They you don't want to get that him. caught under your fingernail, you know? Like, Mm-mm. oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have a business card that cuts you, I'm throwing That's that card it. out. I'm not calling this guy. Ah, fuck Ow. this guy. You know? Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't really remember the font, stuff like that. It was really particular. But no, that website's really great. It just makes things easier. Yeah. It's kind of like the Squarespace of cards. Yeah. I use Wix. For my website. Do you have a website too, right? I do. It's on Squarespace right now. But I'm okay, listen. There's a lot of things that I'm I'm I I'm pretty good at, you know, and a lot of things that I'm I'm uh I'm good at teaching myself how to do. Like I've you know, I taught myself how to edit, things like that. I've sure I'll learn anything. Website design? Uh uh-uh. uh. Like Mm-mm. I don't know what it is, but I just I <laughs> I just cannot do it. Um, I have a website up and it's so basic. It's literally just my bio and my reel. And I'm like, okay, that will do for now. At least I have it up there. I don't know what it is. I'm, I, I, I just can't, I can't seem to wrap my head around how to make it work. It's, it's almost like I'm not supposed to be messing with the web, you know? So I think yeah. I'll just pay someone to do it for is me. Is that, you have Squarespace too? Um, or? I'll tell you. Yeah, because, I think it is Squarespace. Yeah, Squ- Squarespace has some really great designs. Yeah, um, that, that they might, simplify everything. You that know? might be. So, and I literally, I know that it's just drag and drop, or just type some text in a box, and it'll look great. Yeah, for I feel some, like for some reason it just is not. It do, nope. That's fine. Somehow I've broken the internet by making a website. You know, I just website. don't know how to do it. <laughs> Listen, at least it's not like some, <laughs> there's any website designers out there that want to help me. <laughs> At least it's not like some old like professor's website where it's just like Comic Sans font oh, and like oh, a, don't you like just a love neon, that? Yeah, everything's like a neon, neon color. Yet flashing. Yeah, like gifts or some <laughs> shit. Like it's super weird. But there's still weird. websites out there like that. Oh yeah, yeah, and I really do enjoy when I land on them. It's yeah. like this is a little bit of a flashback time yeah, travel thing yeah. going on here. Yeah, like MS Paint, you know, it's like that. It's, it gives it's off that great. vibe. Yeah. But I'll tell you nowadays, like I mean, I feel like that's fine because as long as you have something for people to go onto yeah. where you have your work and a little bit about yourself. That's fine. And Squarespace has a very like minimal looking clean designs. Yeah. But it's very easy now because I, I wanted more control. So I got out of Squarespace and I went to Wix. And Wix has everything sort of set up to be like widgets and things that yeah. you can just move around and you can change the font size. It's very easy. Cause I was I felt the same way. I was like, I don't want to fuck around with a website design too much. I'm gonna stick with Squarespace. And then I found myself wanting to like shift this down and move that a little bit or just like how can I have more control? That's where and I Wix, think I'm breaking the internet when I start doing things like that. Having you know? too much yeah. I mean it can get yeah. wonky. Like if you're if you adjust too much, you know, the it's, video's like over here and the I title know, of the video yeah. is over here. And then here I'm like, that's it, I'm stuck with it, you know? Yeah. Now fucking print publish. <laughs> yes. That is the site. And then the site's like an art piece in itself. It's like where's the title? Oh, the title's there, the video's over I know, I know. That it's could crazy. be kind of cool little wonky yeah but um not to east their own it's like you, you have so much other shit on your plate know. you know what i'm saying uh there shouldn't I, be a need to or drive to really learn that's a whole like other i thing. when i when i started my new business last year i was like i cannot design a logo for this and so i outsourced you know i'm like i'm not i'm not gonna mess around with trying to design my own logo and same with my website i'm like you know what there are people out there that do this really well why don't i just let them do it yeah, let yeah. them 
let, let them, them do, do their it. job. Yeah. <laughs> let them do their job. And it's um it's interesting when I um actually left I seven eight, I kind of had this like drive to immediately start something else, not really knowing uh exactly where to how to like reset. Um and I paid somebody on Fiverr like two hundred something bucks for a logo. That's nice that you call it Fiverr. Is and it Fiverr? I'm not really sure. I'm not really yeah. Who it's cares, one of those right? names. It's one of those names. It's just like, why? Like, what is it? What, Which why one? does it have two hours at the end? Yeah, right. like why? It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, I guess Fiverr just rosy. Fiverr. It's very American, right? It's yeah. lazy. <laughs> I just got on Fiverr. <laughs> Fiverr. It's like you need more effort. Yeah. <laughs> so Fiverr. Yeah. I paid somebody two hundred something dollars, and Whoa. they. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> and um, you know, you pay people for ideas. I like. The, the name was Sinique, and the person basically took a shutter, shutter, you know, like with mm-hmm. the angles, like kind of like my tattoo. Yeah. Um, and he took like two things out, and then it was a C. So it was like oh. a shutter, but in the shape of a C. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> it's brill- It's great, but I paid you 200 so I know, but I did, you, did you think of that? But I didn't think of that. Exactly. That's the thing. That's, that's the thing about paying that's people. That's the thing. Yeah. It's such a simple thing, which frustrated me a little bit, yeah. but I was like, shit, would I ever shit. have landed on that? I mean, Ooh. honestly, being being honest with myself. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, I ended up not even using it because I realized like, oh, shit, I don't even know myself, who, who I am as a director. So I didn't even like do that whole Sydney yeah. fun trial and error. That's the thing. Like, error. that's why when I, when I, um, when I started my new LLC last year, um, I didn't. I didn't want it to be anything to do with my name. I didn't want because I was like, I need to separate myself, you know, from from what what my production company could be, and you know, that's why I wanted something a little more magical, a little more, um, you know, it could be it could be for theater, it could be for film, it could be for anything really, you know, live events, anything. So I went with Half Light Productions because for me, um, I'm, because I'm in the sort of magical realism world, um, I love things to be a little, a little, a little magic, you know, and, and around the witching hour when light is disappearing, but the moon has not risen yet. It's like that, that perfect time of night where you know, anything could happen. and oh, Very Twilight Zone-ish. Yeah, yeah. And so when I landed on Half Light, uh, I was like, that kind of incorporates everything to do with, also with, with film and theater and live, but also magic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what, we, that's what we try to create and capture. Exactly. At the and, end of the day. And and that was where, like, as me and the designer who conveniently lives upstairs, the woman who designed my logo, um, Lauren Verhaeg, this That's very incredible, convenient. incredible. With the broom. Yeah, hey, can you make one more? Get, get down here right now and do another draft. <laughs> <laughs> we would sit and, like, design this logo. And then all of a sudden, like many sessions in, it was like, why doesn't the, the G in the word light be tilted ever so slightly and have, like, a crescent moon in it, you know? And it was just... <gasps> There it is, you know. You don't. It doesn't come right away. These mm-hmm. things take time, and mm-hmm. definitely, you know. I think that's one of the things that you know. I think so great about what you're doing with with Rogue Initiative, like explaining that it's not just you just jump in and that's it. You start earning loads of money. It takes time. It takes time to build up 
you know, who you are as a person, your branding, your um, your catalog of work, as well as your equipment, everything, you know, these things, it's art, yeah. you know, and eat right down to the name of your company is a piece of art. Like what she created for me is a piece of art. And don't rush that. You know, yeah, we all want to be working right now and making lots of money, but you know, it's better to build something solid than something that's built on rushed foundation. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, what really separates people at the end of the day, and I think what's in inside us and like the people that we work with, the people that we like to work with is just passion. Yeah. You definitely have to have the, the passion to, I mean, you know, going back to like you getting yelled at and me yeah. standing with we're, food as a PA. We're still here doing this. Yeah. You have to because have this the is, passion and This drive. is all we do. I So many times I've thought to myself like, hmm, what else would I do, you know? And I just, I, I can't do anything else. I, I work in film. That's it. Yeah. There is, there is nothing else. And, you know, I've been on jobs where I'm not directly working as a production person. Like where, you know, right now during COVID, obviously there's, there's these, you know, the COVID officer jobs where you're protecting everybody and keeping everything safe and, you know, monitoring people's health and whatever on set. And I did one where I was at a TV studio and I was watching them work. And I was like, it's like killing me that I can't go in there and just work. Mm -hmm. And I'm stuck out here, like on the outside of the door, like, you know, cleaning things and sanitizing things and checking people's temperatures. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not in there? <laughs> Sell out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that makes you appreciate um, the moments you are back in that. Uh, I think that's important too. Like, yeah. Um, I love directing and I love like managing projects. I love working with other creatives. But sometimes I got to go do a wedding. I got to go do an event. Right. You know, and I'm like, man, this, you know, this, I mean, we get paid still very well, you know, so I can't right. complain, you know, like in comparison to fast food or whatever the fuck. But it's like, yeah, this is not what I want to do. But then when you get back to the thing that you want to yeah. do, you're like, you're just even more appreciative just yeah. because of, you know, you've experienced all these other things. And you know, I don't ever want to take that for granted. I think it's such an incredible thing what we do for a job and, but it's fair, it's really fucking hard, you know? And I, that's where I don't think people really fully understand how hard this job is, especially the job of a producer. It is so hard. It is nonstop. Your brain never turns off and people are like, oh, what does a producer even do? You know? And yeah. It's like, well, what don't they do, <laughs> actually, you know? And I, you know, I I find myself when I'm, no matter what I'm doing on a project, even if it is just ADing, I say just, you know, which is, there is never just ADing. No, never just. But especially producing, like, I, you're thinking about that project 24-7. And it doesn't stop with producing. Like, you're producing right until that project is sold, distributed in film festivals, whatever, and then beyond. Like, it still continues on. It does not stop, you know? It is your baby as much as it is the writers or the directors. And it's really hard. It's really hard to not have a, a job that, you know, at 5 p.m. you get to turn your brain off. Yeah. Yeah, that's but the that's the that's the fun part and the bad part. I wouldn't want it any other way, though. We're yeah. always thinking creative. Yeah, we're always thinking creative. Uh can't really turn it off, but then why would you want to? 
Right. Of, right. Yeah. I don't want to turn that off. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I think that's a great way to, to end. I think so. That was great. Yeah. Was uh, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for having me in your space, Kat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I... I'd love it if, you know, people could check out my work and you'll include everything. Yeah, where can people find you right exactly? Yeah, I mean, uh, my name's pretty complicated, so. Uh, Catriona. Catriona Ravenna Stevens. Quite a nice name. But, uh, you know, I'll make sure that, you know, my reel's up there, whatever. People can check me out. Yeah, and... I'll share links. Yeah. Thanks again, Kat. My pleasure. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>